Hey beautiful souls, you're very welcome to the spiritual hour with myself, Hazel Halloy, and my beautiful soul queen. Hey, <laughs> it is Kiyoshi Kunzite, how are you all? <laughs> I was like, I hope she says her name, because we didn't actually... Um, arrange this podcast before we started because we're after having a lot of technical difficulties with mercury retrograde and then we kind of had a lot of dramatic moments from me with scorpio season so <laughs> don't even start me on scorpio season I'm a yeah scorpio, so i know my poor soul queen is a scorpio oh god i can only imagine because i'm feeling it and i'm aquarius so i just feel so much for you now at the moment queen and any other scorpios and water signs <laughs> Sending y'all lots of love and light, especially my Scorps out there and my can well, my Cancerians and Pisces because all the water signs, but mainly yeah. Scorps got this. We got this, <laughs> but yeah, everyone just just hold tight. You'll make it through. You'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, as I was saying, that we don't have this really planned out as Scorpio season has been kind of kicking me around too um, <laughs> so <laughs> beautiful queen do you want to introduce yourself and your platforms where the beautiful souls can reach you at yep beautiful souls Please, thank you <laughs> <laughs> girl it's too late for manners <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Why did I do my idea? So, my name is Casey Kunzai. No, okay, let's not do that. So, as I said previously, I am Casey Kunzai. You can find me on Instagram at SerafinaHealing777. My podcast channel is Serafina Radio, and also Guidance from the Universe. And you can also find me on YouTube at Serafina Guidance777. Yay! <laughs> And it's not like seven 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 is my number or anything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, still find you, Queen. What Queen? Like, uh, where can the beautiful souls find you? Oh yeah, me. I forgot <laughs> I was here. <laughs> what? <laughs> I've been so ungrounded in the anchor, last. Anchor week yourself. Or so. Yeah, anchor myself in anchor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> why did I do the pun but today we are they are you can't not love a pun but today we are bringing the amazing Akashic records in case any of you beautiful souls have came across this and are wondering hey what is this Akashic records um, so I will let my beautiful soul queen um get into it and explain what she has there and the information and then we will talk about our own experiences with the Akashic Records and I will also be bringing a guided meditation in the next couple of days on accessing our shadow aspects to be integrated and loved um, from our shadow self. So um, what have you got there beautiful queen? <laughs> Thank you, beautiful queen. <laughs> Take the floor, she says. So, 
Um, as you know, previously we did the spiritual uh, awakening journey. So most of the times you'll come across the Akashic Records. Now, most people are like, what the heck are the Akashic Records? So, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Akashic Records refer to the hologram or the matrix, as some people call them, um, of consciousness grids that create our reality. One could look upon the Akashic Records as a library of light wherein we can access all information. So the Akashic Records um, derive from the Sanskrit word Akasha, which means sky, space or aether. Um, they're collectively understood to be a collection of mystical knowledge that is encoded in the aether, which for like basically means that it is a non-physical plane of existence. Um, mm -hmm. They're set to be in the fifth dimension or above um, at the moment. But again, it's like once you transcend like the 3D and the 4D, you're like in that plane of existence. Um, the Akashic Records are understood to have existed since the beginning of the creation and even before that. Um, and just like we have various speciality libraries in the physical plane, like, for mm -hmm. example, like medical and law uh, libraries where you can like get all that information. There, it is said to be various Akashic records. So, for example, like human, animal, plant, mineral Akashic records, yeah. which basically is encoding universal law. Most writings refer to the Akashic records in the area of human experience, but it is understood that all phenomenal experience as well as transcendental knowledge is encoded there. Which yeah, that's whenever I was just you... about to... no, <laughs> what were you, you going to say? <laughs> it's like when you were saying about the meditation, which I am so, so excited for. Like when you were saying it's like for the shadow side, it's like, well, it would only make sense that there are like the like library type thing for the shadow self as well, because like that is part of like being human and like accepting all aspects of ourselves which is like really, really cool because we don't really hear about that. No, definitely. And um, I feel like not only does it contain them aspects, but it does also contain every like word, deed, feelings, mm -hmm. thoughts, and like any intent that has ever occurred at any time in the history of the world. That's what's so amazing about it is that it's like, past present and future mm -hmm. it's, it's like, all there available yeah because we, well as we know like fifth dimensional above time doesn't exist I was so about to it, say that yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like a collection of all that is has yeah. been and like will be if you know what I mean um mm -hmm. the thing is as well like it's not only just a collection of everything but our karma is stored there throughout all our lifetimes. So it's not just this lifetime. It's like everything, as I said. So I am um, basically, yeah, as like most people would refer to it as like basically the Akashic Records is a book. Like your life journey is a book and you can like mm -hmm. tap into it at any time if you actively seek that. Yeah. You know, but yeah, definitely. 
most people that like I've talked about who have you know experienced the Akashic records they always talk about these beautiful like beings that like guard the records almost and um like they bring you to the records like you you know in that way like yes you can seek it out but most of the time they call you as mm-hmm. well like and there's like a chamber the like a chamber in it where like you will do like karmic clearing and like karmic debt clearing um like this is coming from one person's experience that they've told me yeah. about you know? so obviously like my experience is different with the cast everyone's is different yeah. yeah yeah so like do you want to tell uh your experience with the akashic records um yeah definitely queen and i just wanted to say as well just to um come in on what you said there about the karmic chamber mm-hmm. and also that like the akashic records they can have like a tremendous like influence on our everyday lives, in our relationships, in our belief systems, even in our potential realities that we create and draw towards us. Um, it is also for helping us to understand the blocks and the patterns and to help us show our soul blueprint and true essence Mm -hmm. so they are as my beautiful soul queen was saying they are there for any of us to tap into whenever we want to but you have to set the intention isn't it queen Mm, yeah yeah and like again you can set the you have to set the intention but you can only view your own records unless you are an Akashic record, record like healer or someone who works. You know that's part of your gifts. That's and you have permission. With the Akashic. Yeah, and like have yeah. permission to um like go through somebody else's work with somebody else's. Yeah, yeah. But like I even feel um when you are working with somebody else and you're helping them with their like seeing their Akashic records I feel like it's just you helping to get them to their library and then they have to kind of review it because like as with everything in the journey it's not like just one stop if you know what mm-hmm. I mean like you bring them like it's like when you're brought there like you bring that person there and you know they ha- you help them understand like why certain things are coming up but then the rest is up to them so yeah like I, I totally understand what you're talking about yeah, and Queen as well, what you were saying there about the Akashic Keepers, in my experience it was when I felt into it more, it was Archangel Metatron. But yeah. I remember you saying to me that there's other Keepers as well. Mm-hmm. And those Keepers, like, that's their role, so to speak. They've never, like, incarnated physically mm-hmm. in, like, Earth or anything like that is said, they um, primarily look over and guard. I, I just keep feeling like saying guard. I don't know if that's the right mm-hmm. word, because obviously, you know... Well, it kind of is. Yeah. yeah, because, like, as we know, <laughs> as much light out there is dark. Yeah, and you we know, are and in a time of spiritual warfare, so... Yeah, even though it's this false, false matrix is disintegrating um 
it would make sense for somebody to guard the Akashic Records because if they did get into the wrong hands, like... Yeah. You know? I mean, like, that's... Like, we're not just talking about our own lives, as said. It's, like, everything that has ever existed and ever will exist. It's, like... Uh, do you know what, right? I don't know why, but do you remember in Harry Potter when they're in yeah. the Vault of Mysteries, is it? And they find, yeah, like, the prophecy of Harry Potter and, like, Neville Longbottom. Sorry if there's any spoilers, but you really should have seen Harry Potter by now. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, like, it's it's kind of like that, you know? It's just yeah. everything. Yeah. But again, please talk, tell us more about Oh, yourself. sorry. Um, yeah, so in the, the guided meditation that I will be doing, when I got brought to my Akashic Records the other day. Um, it was really an amazing experience. There was... The Akashic Records was the book and it was on this kind of altar table. Mm-hmm. But behind that was a vault and this vault was made of gold. I had... Um, I don't know what to call the door. It's like a door that would be on a submarine, one that you spin. Yeah, like an airtight type. Airtight kind of, yeah, lock. And when I was guided to open this lock, this there was inside, there were scrolls. And these were aspects of my shadow self. And I had to bring them up to be integrated, to be transmuted into love, to face some of these aspects. Some of them came up as a feeling or an emotion. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't necessarily a part of like a part of me, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It just came up in. Um, like shame and kind of guilt you know to kind of integrate that and release it as well at the same time if that makes sense oh yeah but I suppose yeah. if you're accepting it you kind of are surrendering yeah. it and releasing it because you're not letting it hold any power over you then Um, but uh, when I looked around as well there was like a purple grid of like a matrix kind of grid around the library and that was purple but to get up to the library I had to go up a couple of flights of stairs and there was like loads of shelves and there was like some books and then there was like big scrolls in kind of gold like Mm. going down either side Mm -hmm. so um yeah that's that's most of what i can recall from it so mm, that's amazing because not only did you meet like the shadow aspects of yourself but you were also seeing your blueprints and your codes because immediately when you said gold that makes me think of source you know and then on top of that like the Atlanteans, I always associate me with the Atlanteans, and then yeah, whenever like our DNA is 
you know, upgraded as well. Like I always see that as being like light. When you do light language, I see it as like little gold crystals and like webbing, yeah. if you know what I mean. Yeah. And then on top of that, so because like whenever you see it in the movies and people are always taking out like brew, brew, <laughs> blueprints of yeah. um like buildings, it's always in scrolls. So it's yeah. like information, but again, it's also the blueprint. So aspects of your shadow self, which means that whenever you incorporate them, like you're obviously making yourself whole. It's like your soul fragments yeah. in a way as well, you know. So that's that's amazing and so powerful for you, like an experience. Wow, you and, know. And then- um, you know, it's just coming to me, Queen. You know when the scrolls were hanging up and when they were in the safe, mm-hmm. like you know the way a scroll it'd be like it kind of has like two handles on the on either end, kind of like a rolling pin or something, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like two kind of gold things on either end. And then where the part where the scroll was, it kind of had like a blue um auric field around it if that makes sense <laughs> mm, okay. like a blue um light a blue well, light that was glowing over the paper well that's protection yeah like because we know archangel michael is yeah blue and that's protection so the fact that like it, it just is like extra protection sort of a thing yeah, it was it was really amazing. Like, and I remember, <laughs> I remember when I was there, and I was like, "This is the Akashic Records," and I knew it was, but it was like, it wasn't phasing me because it was obviously me higher self that was there, and I knew what I was doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But at the same time, when I went to recall it, then when I came out of that meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like, oh my god, I'm after being in the Akashic Records. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something: you never forget when you're in the Akashic Records. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it was like that. Yeah, Queen, it was so vivid. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, yeah, it was, yeah, it was amazing. But I can't wait to do the um, guided meditation and help put that into words and help other beautiful souls access their Akashic records. Oh, I can't wait either. Like, you know, I'm, that sounds amazing and so powerful. Oh, it does. And I, like, it was so funny, Queen, because immediately, like, even when I was there doing this, it was like I was being guided to share this as well. Mm-hmm. You know, like it wasn't me that was like, oh, I should do a meditation of that. It was like, you need to do this. Yeah. Like, like, I felt like that's part of the reason why I was being shown it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's like, if you can, like, when you benefit from this, it's just like, you have to share this also so other yeah. people can benefit from it too. Because, like, it, that I love that's how, yeah, I love how that's how the angels and source and, um, all the cosmic beings of love and light work it's like first in order for you to understand you experience this and then you share because mm-hmm. you have to be you have to lead by example so it's like yeah absolutely yeah. Amazing. amazing it really was 
<laughs> but um, that was amazing. And so, um, you haven't spoke about your experience yet, have you, Queen? No, not yet. No, um, not to not on the podcast. You've talked to me about it before, but do you want to share your one of your experiences with the Akashic Records, please? <laughs> yes, <laughs> thank you. Um, Try to think like the very I'll, the first one, as I said, like you'll never forget when you're in the Akashic Records. But my first um experience of going into my like timelines or my past lives, um, this was about think this was the same year that I reconnected with my angels um when I started my spiritual awakening I remember every time I closed my eyes I could see this black doorway in like where your third eye chakra is mm-hmm. and I was like what is this like it's just this like black door it started off as like a little window and then it was like a black door and the person like my mentor at that stage said to me you know that's that's the akashic records that's your like you know it, it they want to show you something so mm-hmm. you know just sit quietly and ask basically like what is it that you wish to show me so whenever i sat quietly and um got into a meditative state like you know it wasn't like proper like deep meditation it was just like silence and i was like right um please show me so <clears throat> <laughs> first of all when I walked through the door do you, do you know the game Minecraft yeah yeah I've heard it's of like, it yeah. um, I could see like pixelated stuff and there mm-hmm. was like three um, like basically there was three ways to go so then that turned into like the that was underground then there was like this temple and I was like, okay, this is a bit weird. So basically, after the pixelated stuff like fell away, it was a Greek style temple that had the these different pathways going down to a different place underneath and like stuff like this. So that was my happy place. That's my place where I can go. And then um once I got there. I was like, right, okay, I'm in my happy place, I'm safe. Let's step through this door even more. So when I actually stepped through again, it was like I was brought to this place like a library. There was a table. There was this person like in, it was a hooded figure, almost like a scribe, but their hood was up so I couldn't see their face if there was one. And they had like a book opened and like a feather quill, if you will. There was yeah. rows and rows and rows of books and things like that. And um, so I stepped, like, basically, the only way I could describe it was I then stepped through into my old life, which was a monastery. Mm-hmm. I was a male Scottish monk. I don't know why I knew I was Scottish. I just know that I was Scottish. Um, there was a couple of people around me and their energies felt like the people that, you know, like I was connected with at that time and that period of time in my real, like, you know, this life, but past life as well, um, especially that mentor as mentioned. And so it was kind of like a panoramic view of the monastery. 
you know, like you had the courtyard and like you had um, basically the dormitories and there was like the well where people were doing the washing and, you know, it was just, it was beautiful. I can only, it's very simple. We were wearing brown robes, but we, it was very, very simple and very beautiful. The next thing you know, there was this bell that went off and all I saw was red, like red invasion. We were being invaded by people in red, which I think was a scarred inquisition. inquisition. Yeah. And um, basically what happened was I had then turned around like after this, like I had seen this and asked the person who basically told me about the cash records and stepped through the door. I was like, you see in one of your past lifetimes, did you um, suffer from like a pike? Do you know like um, a spear, basically a spear Me? to the leg? Not um, not you, but the person that oh, like this is what happened. To, yeah, sorry, to I person. got really into that there. Yeah, no, you're okay. <laughs> like, did you ever like um, like suffer from like a spear to the leg or something? She goes, hold on a second. She reviewed it and she goes, yeah. Because I was like, I actually saw that happen. I was there when I when you were getting like stabbed with a spear to the leg, basically. And um, it turns out that I during that lifetime I was um, <laughs> Saint Ninian, who um, worked with Saint Martin to bring Christianity to Scotland. Because like I have amazing. quite a strong connection to like christianity but not like religion christianity if you know what i mean like my own foundation of it sort of a thing and that yeah. probably is why but yeah yay. that's amazing <laughs> and as well queen when you said the first part of it was kind of like minecraft and then yeah. as you went lower it kind of dissolved into another thing I feel like that was you were going through one matrix and one grid system into the next. Mm-hmm. You know, because um, <clears throat> the way I'm starting to see it now as well with the dimensions. You know, the way we kind of usually think that the fourth dimension is above and then the fifth is up higher mm-hmm. and then it's up higher again. But I feel like it's not only up higher, but it, it also goes out as well. Yeah, on either side, like, like more layers to it, just like a sense. reverse try, like a reverse pyramid, if you will. Yeah, the yeah. Way it's like small at the top and then it goes big, so it's like small goes and then big. it goes big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that's what I feel like it is. And as well, I forgot to mention, um, just when you were saying how you got to your Akashic records, um, I was in a field. And in many meditations that I do, I feel like maybe the field is the safe place for me as well, Queen, or the meeting point yeah. for my higher self. Or it's it's always I'm in a field and then I go to wherever I need to go. So I was in a field and I then I kind of went further across a little bridge and then into a kind of big kind of building. So Ooh. yeah, that's how I got there. But um as well, Queen, um when I done my past life regression in Atlantis, I actually seen how I died there, like and it kind of cut it off when it was getting too much yeah. for me, you know. You and I had that conversation, didn't we? Something about stairs, wasn't it? 
Those are like yeah, golden or the gold, yeah, the gold stairs and the golden arch. Yeah, yeah. And the columns, is that what they're called? Columns? Pillars. Pillars, You know, yeah. the big pillars, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Just when you said about that, I was like, yeah. I think that that's actually maybe another podcast. We should talk about some past lives that we remember, that we've done um, some past life regression on. It's funny that you actually mentioned Atlantis as well because that is for another podcast. But I've actually it went is. back to Atlantis. Yeah. Say like, same uh, as myself, Queen. Like I, not going. What were you gonna say? Um, it was quite funny. It was like I was, I was joking with somebody, you know, that like my mentor at that stage. I'm just gonna say it because like I don't like to name names, if you know. Yeah. But yeah. um. Like my mentor at that stage, I remember we were joking around and we're like, do you know what? Miss meet in Atlantis tonight when we're sleeping in our like, you know, dream state. Miss go to Atlantis. Astral. Yeah. Astral traveling, but it was only me that went. Like I, I waited for ages, and I was like, do you know what? Right. And I actually like went. I only saw three out of the four places that I felt were there, but it was absolutely beautiful, and I remember actually like seeing things and seeing it in like a 3d way and then like moving past that into like fifth dimension and above yeah so, oh god yeah. that sounds amazing we're like we'll definitely have to do it i think we should yeah definitely definitely but um yeah th- that's after being amazing i don't think we can actually even give any more information there on the akashic <laughs> records i think you need to access them yourself to get much You're more wrong. than that and yeah. maybe do more research but like as ever that is a good bit of information and then with our own experiences as well what we've learned so far but we do have an amazing reading as ever and it is related to the akashic records my beautiful soul queen has some amazing cards they're actually akashic tarot worthy queen yeah and the akashic tarot is used to um activate the akashic records as well so you Mm. know you can't get much more akashic record based than this (laughs) (laughs) definitely so we are looking forward to that so stay tuned and we will be back really soon (laughs) hey beautiful souls you're very welcome back to the second part of the spiritual hour on the akashic records um We do want to say that myself and beautiful Soul Queen did record this last night and it was a good 40 minutes and it didn't save (laughs) (laughs) Mercury retrograde is acting up already. So we are going for round two and we are bringing some amazing guidance that is so on point for the Akashic Records. Um, My beautiful soul queen is going to go first and she is using an amazing deck. Thank you, beautiful queen. Hey, beautiful souls. Um, I am using the Akashic Tarot, which um, unsurprisingly helps us to tap into the Akashic Records. Hmm, fancy that. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's like this was pre-planned. Thank you, universe. <laughs> um, as uh, my soul queen mentioned, we do have some amazing guidance. Um, starting off with the first card, we have Archangel Uriel and the Sphinx, which is number 21. And as we know, it equals to three. So this is the trinity, the mind, body and soul. And you can even go as far as saying the mother, maiden and crow, whichever you identify with in terms of trinity. Um, so it's quite funny because we were actually talking about the Sphinx because the Sphinx is known to be where the Hall of Records is situated. And a lot of people have been trying to find the Hall of Records, but you won't because it's like the Akashic Records. Wait, it is the Akashic Records. It's in a non-physical plane of existence. It's, uh, it's two, 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 queen. Sorry, I just had to say that. Oh, all the twos, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, number two is pretty much like keep the faith. Um, as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love numerology. I haven't actually been like incorporating numerology because, as we know, we can like overload oh, ourselves and everyone with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sorry for interrupting you there, Queen. I just thought that was important to get the. Oh, no, it's two, fine. Two, two, two. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever we were recording last night, I saw 11 11, but you were like really deep. In like your part, and I was like, I can't say anything because like <laughs> if I interrupt her, she's just like gonna like not lose it. But you know, when you're in the yeah. flow, it's just like it just there's a time to say something, yeah. and then there's time to keep quiet. <laughs> so um, no problem at all. Moving back, um, so Archangel Uriel is the archangel that helps with our spiritual journey. Um, whenever I first was introduced to Archangel Uriel, um. It actually appeared as a male for me, but it can be like male, female, whichever is more comfortable for you. Um, was holding a lantern and was like lighting the way for my spiritual journey. And um, with the Sphinx, obviously, um, with the Hall of Records, the Sphinx is very much a sign of like intelligence and wisdom. And as we know, in the desert, we have sandstorms and Sometimes this thing gets covered up and people have to dig it out. So basically the um, message, right, for the overall part of the read, I forgot to say, this is the bottom of the deck card. Um, I always pull it as like the overall energy or um, message for the reading. So what is happening is we have to dig deep um, and undertake the hardest challenge of all, which is to undergo our spiritual journey transformation and awakening um, to tap into the universal energy and wisdom and basically the wisdom that we've accumulated over lifetimes. It is very, very hard to do, but ultimately it is one of the best journeys and challenges you will ever take. <laughs> what a, what a, what a re like message yeah, to kick the reading off. Yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> so we're so we're doing this right now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, Amazing. Archangel um, Uriel straight in. <laughs> just boom. Hi. Yeah. So <laughs> um, our next card is the six of keys. The keys is um, 
oh, I should probably say this now. So traditionally in the tarot, you have your different suits all represented different things. The keys would be like the pentacles. It's talking about your wealth, your abundance and things like that. Roses would be the cups. Um, so it's like your romance, your home life and all the lovely um, love. <laughs> Lovely love. <laughs> <laughs> the forces would be, um, I would say, the wands, is it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because the forces is basically like the spiritual law, the natural law, the energies, and then uh, you have the scrolls, which, be, which would be your intelligence and... Stuff like that. So yeah, <laughs> six of keys, the in crescent moon. So when the moon is in this phase, it's the waxing moon and it's turning to full, which um we've just went through. We are now coming into a new moon in Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I just have to say the undergoing transformation and spiritual journey is very predominant right now, and it is reflected in the cards. But um, in the card itself, there's a man who's working on a bust, a sculpture. Uh, he has a lantern beside him and there's drawings in the background with some completed busts. So he's putting a lot of energy and care and love into what he's creating. And um, whenever you put a lot of energy into something, you will receive that back. So this card is very much talking about the more energy you put and into something and the more love and the more passion, the more abundance and rewards you'll come out, like receive from it. Because as we know, what we give, we receive. But that's not to say, you know, to just do it for the rewards, because as we know, that's not a pure intention that just popped into my head. So if this is a time where things are quite hard financially or you know, you're experiencing like a slow movement in the terms of abundance. That time is over um, very soon. But again, it's also following in from t undertaking the challenge. The more work you put in, the more clearing will happen and the more um, abundance and energy that is in alignment with you and your soul will come in. Beautiful reading so Amazing. far. Yeah, really nice. The <laughs> the next card is the five of roses and it's the garden um, as the card suggests there's a beautiful garden with two children one is a little girl who's dressed in white and she has a magnifying glass and she's looking at a butterfly that is perched upon um, flowers there's shrubbery there's roses there's trees in the background there's a boy who is dressed in like a black and red sort of like jester outfit you know like a not yeah. a joker but jester he doesn't have the hat but he's got like a slingshot and he's um aiming at something in the distance when this card comes to us it's talking about in like invoking our own inner child and seeing what we can learn from that child like our inner child, but also if there's any children that are around us, whether it's your own children, whether it's a grown-up <laughs> grown child, whether you look after children for um, a job or 
as like part of your mission is talking about like what can you learn from children like it it also means that um the children that are around you right now need your help with something yeah as well so whenever they're trying to ask pay attention to what they're saying or how they're acting because it can reveal something that is needed for them and for yourself because as we know it's a two-way street Mm-hmm. which um, is a beautiful card as well because yeah. as we know it's not just undergoing your spiritual transformation but it's also incorporating all aspects of yourself and inner child work is very very important especially if you've had a couple of experiences in you know growing up and in the past where your inner child has been hurt mm-hmm. as well so whenever you incorporate your inner child and heal you actually will find that life takes on this whole new shape shall we say this whole new energy as it does anyway when you're clearing but working with your inner child so many times I've woken up and you're like what are we gonna do today (laughs) you know so it's yeah it's looking at life through the eyes of a child which is basically innocence you know how can you enchantment yeah exactly it's just as you, children are so tough though like let's just get real about it how many times do you see well probably whenever we were growing up you know you get knocked down and you just got straight back up again like oh yeah that hurt but you know what I'm really ha- I really want to play so I'm yeah. just gonna keep it whereas <laughs> like now I hope this doesn't offend anyone but um it's just with the way children are now they're so sensitive and it's good to be sensitive but it's like you know parents are trying to like almost molly cuddle <laughs> I was children. about to say that I was about to say it's a lot to do with the parents as well because from my own experience with um my daughter when she falls like I've never made a big deal out of it you know, because I think if you make a big deal out of it, well, then they're like, oh, um, what can I get attention? What's going on here? And then they can, like, play on that. Yeah. You know, exactly. so I'd be like, there's nothing wrong with you, grand. And then she just, like, now she doesn't even, like, she's often fell a few times. And I've been like, whoa, <laughs> you know, but she just got back up and ran. And I'm like, all right, she's grand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean... <laughs> it's just a crazy time at the moment like children are playing inside all the time they're on like video games and like I was about to say technology like even I try and just give me daughter her little tablet iPad for like an hour or something and then I try and pretend that it's gone dead because I don't like to um let her just be on it all the time like you know Mm mm-hmm because I think it's like I know the technology is there but I don't know just especially when I was growing up like I used to have to knock for me friends there was there was no <laughs> phones like there was the house phone but you couldn't use that to just ring you know oh not because I mean like if you just you know use that to ring it was like this better be an emergency it or be else it's coming out of your pocket <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know it's a completely different time and like I'm only coming 29 you know so like it just feels like a completely different generation mm-hmm. you know I mean from how I was raised to now and you see 
like I understand that a lot of it, it comes from their upbringing and the parents and the household that they're in. But some children are so nasty and so yeah. mean. Like I've seen children like four or five years old that like curse more than me. And like that yeah. saying something. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey it, it's it's not nasty. I'm just clearing my throat chakra, okay? But what they're, yeah. <laughs> that's not clearing throat chakra. That's like I'm got a resting bitch face, and I'm gonna like make everyone know this. But anyway, <laughs> I got slightly distracted there. But yes, it's like how can we learn from children, and what can we teach them as well? Exactly. Yeah. Not to play so much on the damn technology. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like there's kids at seven years old that have the latest iphone and i'm like what what never mind okay so moving swiftly onwards beautiful souls <laughs> this is virtual hour not the rant hour <laughs> maybe we should have a rant hour as well <laughs> i think that would be good right get it off your chest or something <laughs> just an hour of like us going back and forth holding and, like, space <laughs> that's what we should call it <laughs> I, I like that idea actually that's really good Holding space for the topic of the day. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds good, actually. Yeah. See what happens whenever you run, you get more ideas. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> get it off your chest. Yeah. <laughs> you know what really grinds my gears? No, this is not Family Guy, okay? <laughs> okay, moving on to the third card. <laughs> Just gonna slip that in there. I know. I so, think our inner trials are well coming out now. Exactly. It's just like, you oh, you talking? You talking about your children? Yeah. Hi. <laughs> this one time, I know. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh. Next card is the Eight of Forces. I got there eventually. The lightning <laughs> bolt. So as this card shows, there is. A lot of blue, purple, and green in the background. There's lots of storm clouds. Um, there's a field with a tree standing in the middle of it. There is a big puddle, which is very deep because the storm has been brewing for quite a while. And there is a big bolt of lightning that is coming down from the sky and striking the heart of the tree. It is actually breaking it in half. And you can see fire starting to form now this card as i would say is basically in the original tarot this would be the tower because yeah. this is the divine um hand of god coming down and literally striking one no longer serves mm -hmm. in our life it's like what needs what needs to be cleared in order to move forward <laughs> I, i'm just laughing because the tower like has been just around so much the last couple of weeks hasn't it oh yeah yeah La last couple of weeks it's been here for the last couple of months i know i know i'm yes, trying to like, make it sound yeah. a bit better <laughs> <laughs> we keep it real you know it's been here this whole year yeah so it is it doesn't even need an introduction at this stage it's ba -ba -ba -ba, the tower we are not surprised <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but 
at the same time, thank you for the tower, but you know, it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> so with this card and the tower comes, it's basically asking, you know, if you could direct this lightning bolt, this force that like the hand of God and to any part of your life, what would you like to clear? Like, what would you use this energy to clear and let go of in order to move forward? Because as I said, with the field and the puddle, um, the storm has been brewing for quite a while. So whatever situations, people, places, things. and beliefs. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, that's after being brewing inside me there since you said it. I was like, just say it, limiting beliefs. <laughs> Limiting beliefs. Do we have a limiting <laughs> beliefs? Is it there on the board? Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yes, in, indeed, it is. There it Sorry is in the top corner. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. Would you stop apologizing? Oh, yeah, I know. I still, yeah, strike the bleeding tower. Let the lightning bug strike that. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just, just let that disintegrate. Just whoosh. <laughs> uh, limiting beliefs. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> yeah, oh, the God. other children are really out oh, of the definitely m- <laughs> limiting beliefs. It is. <laughs> sorry, we I have just had to say that. <laughs> but yes, because we're so used to like working on a physical plane obviously with um life experiences and like relationships work that we often don't think about the um inner work that needs to happen as well and one of the biggest parts of the spiritual journey is on writing all of your core beliefs and your limiting beliefs (laughs) did you like the way i slid that one in there (laughs) (laughs) but but, um, yeah i remember as i shared before I had to like unwrite all these ideas and core beliefs that I had about myself and values that were actually other people's. And yeah. um, so whenever I let them go and um, build my own, it was like, oh, <laughs> I am yeah. actually saying true to me. <laughs> Definitely, it's kind of like setting up them healthy and energetic boundaries. Mm-hmm. Oh, pardon me. <sighs> <laughs> And um, moving on from that, uh, our last card is the One of Forces, the Akashic Field. And what I love about the fact that eight comes before the one, eight is normally the number of chapters about to close. And when you put it on its side, it's um, the infinity symbol, which is the infinite um, supply or infinite amount of choices and experiences, opportunities, you know, all the lovely just things laughing because when I move on to the next card that infinity symbol is on it so it's like the reading is joining up oh yeah they always do but I absolutely yeah, love that yeah that's, that's amazing how that's flown yeah <laughs> so with one that's the number of new beginnings uh, so we're going from obviously the lightning bolt chapter closing people places things limiting beliefs core values that no longer work for us we're going into a new beginning a new chapter whenever we're following uh, the spiritual journey as Uriel and the Sphinx are talking about on the Akashic field and the in the card we have a field that has like uneven ground 
and we have a lot of uh, colours. It looks like the Northern Lights. There's pink, blue, purple, green, a little bit of yellow and a little bit of orange. And right almost in the middle, it looks like it's a doorway, shall we say, into another plane of existence. And basically the Akashic Field is where like the in-between uh, the physical and the non-physical happens. And that's why it looks like it's a doorway because we, we're going to be stepping through into the Akashic Records, into all of the knowledge, the wisdom, our lifetimes, everything that we have experienced on record. Excuse me, will I get to talk properly? That we have recorded. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, are you okay? The energy is crazy, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> As I refined out, like, what was it last night? Oh. I am not only a Scorpio, but my Pluto is in Scorpio. So that's transformation on top of transformation. And I'm just like. Yeah, oh. and I found out that my moon is in Scorpio as well. <laughs> How is it being a Scorpio queen? <laughs> oh, God. I, I, do you know what? I remember I was saying to you, Queen, I, I knew that there was like more to just the Aquarius. Yep. <laughs> Definitely. Um. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there, Queen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I am. I'm fine. My <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> So I, I finished having green. <laughs> yeah, I am indeed. <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that reading, beautiful was, soul. That was amazing. Yeah, I love them cards. They're so powerful. And the imagery is really amazing on them too. Yeah, they really strike you because they kind of play a, like, a movie basically like a short movie and whenever that happens you're actually as I said like in the Akashic Records that's what they do they really like grip you so whenever you imagine it play a night it's like oh okay oh yeah pardon me that's amazing Queen, you have me all giggly. Come on, I have to get numb. Right, will I, will I go for it, yeah? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Thank you. So, leading on from Queen's beautiful reading there and the infinity symbol, we have judgment and it is reversed, but don't worry, it's the only one out of them all. <laughs> and um, in this card, there is a man he has what looks like two kind of jetpack motors that are making him levitate up into the air. Behind him is like two skeletons and one has a shield. There is also some light coming down behind him and above him also there is a big diamond shape with some frequency coming out 
and also it looks like he's entering a cave or coming out of the cave and on this is the infinity symbol and he is just actually above the water so it is reversed so in this card he is harnessing his power he is understanding the cycles of life the balance the polarity understanding that everything is always moving and nothing is at rest mm -hmm. and he is using his gifts talents and abilities but he is reversed so maybe at the moment we are not harnessing our energy to its fullest potential maybe we are again with the limiting beliefs <laughs> feeling afraid <laughs> to <laughs> to use it so again it's kind of like trusting and believing in ourself mm -hmm. and knowing that we can create our own reality and what we desire so our next card is the wheel so in this card there is like a kind of half a mask as a face and there is some fetuses behind an amazing pink and gold and yellow like treads cords then below is another one of these faces in a smaller version and there is a noose and then there's also a big eye it kind of looks like the lord of the rings eye and then above again is another face leading off into a lot of different ones and there is some geometric pattern above <clears throat> and what looks like some light language symbols on the corner so this is basically reminding us of the wheel of life reminding that we have to go with the flow and not resist Again, we are reminded of the Akashic Records that we can tap into any aspect that we want to integrate or feel we need to know more about. But we need to set the intention. And again, it is harnessing this power and our wisdom. So again, trust in the flow, realizing that everything is interconnected and harnessing the gifts and talents that we have came here to use and utilize our next one again is the nine of pentacles and i love because this is actually linking in with when you were saying queen about the inflow of abundance coming in now mm -hmm. so in this card there is um a lady she has blonde hair she has a long skirt on her. It's green and kind of gold symbols on it. She has a pink and gold kind of top on. And there is some geometric shapes. There is lots of 
pentacles around. There is what looks like an apparition as well. And she looks like she is walking through a tunnel or a cave. <clears throat> Excuse me. And there is also a bat just above her. And her one hand is on her hip. And the other hand... The other hand is just levitating the pentacle and there is a lovely bit of blue just cutting through so this is basically reminding us that we are connected to the inflow of abundance to the matrix of abundance and again realizing that we are deserving of receiving because again it is receiving and giving on an equal balance it is hard to do especially when these a lot of these limiting beliefs can be subconscious and they can be blocking so again it is going within and going into meditation to integrate these transmute and integrate them our next card is the death card mm. so this is <laughs> this is linking to it actually links to Scorpio in the Zodiac <laughs> that's why I did um, yeah <laughs> um, but it does stand for the ending of a situation of an aspect of a chapter and the rebirth of a new one so in this card there is a being of light his short eye is lit up with a sun he is holding a key in his chakra uh, in a chakra in his <laughs> solar plexus <laughs> I was going to say chakra system in his solar plexus um, the top of him is white and then the end of him is kind of like melting away it is black and red there is some lovely flowers as well in the background and some geometric shapes and then there's also like a skull coming through so again this is the end of something and the beginning of something new the next chapter and also again these deaths can be like losing an aspect of yourself losing mm -hmm. the old you and this can hurt mm -hmm. it's okay to Oh, sorry. It just popped in. Um, it's okay to grieve these mm -hmm. parts of yourself. It's like that's a part of life. Whenever yeah. you have endings, it's okay to grieve. Yeah, definitely. Again, coming back to the wheel, mm -hmm. that it is part of life, death, and rebirth and transformation. Yep. Definitely. So the next card we have is the prince of pentacles 
So this is an amazing Prince of Pentacles. In this card, the Prince of Pentacles is sitting on a horse. And the horse looks like it is made out of little wheels of if you opened up a watch and you would find all these little intricate wheel system going on in there. Mm -hmm. And then in the middle of the horse, it looks like it is a lotus flower. The horse's legs is going down and the legs are made out of branches. And it is sitting on some tree trunks. There is also a little scroll at the end of one of the tree trunks indicating our wisdom and the Akashic records. Um, the Prince of Pentacles is sitting on top of the horse and he has um, a speaker. And this speaker is black and red and it has a little pentacle on the front where the actual speaker is and out from this speaker is a white light and this is causing a little hologram <laughs> so again this is him looking into multiple aspects of ourselves looking into these past present and future timelines emotions situations whatever it may be relationships whatever you want to access and there is also a bit of light language above him so this is reminding us that we again have the power to tap into this and we are looking forward to our next chapter with shedding them veils of illusion and stepping more into our true authentic selves and who we came here to be. <laughs> our next one is the Ace of Swords. So this is a really powerful Ace of Swords. There is a big gold sword in the middle. There is some weapon in the background. That's The weapon, weapon is gold and then there's like <clears throat> red behind it and then around this is some gold rings and then like a orange yellow kind of glow <clears throat> so it's actually reminding me of like an egg you know of a, an embryo mm -hmm. and then behind it is a lot of um, fetuses Mm -hmm. and that is leading up to <clears throat> excuse me beautiful souls a geometric shape and again there is some light language pattern down the end there is some amazing again cords coming in and these are in white yellow and blue so this is reminding us that we are now releasing the limiting ancestral patterns we are transcending and transmuting these and we are also planting the seeds of speaking our truth 
and mm-hmm. sharing our voice. So a really powerful card for um, the ancestral karma mm-hmm. being cleared at the moment, <clears throat> being transformed. The next card we have is the lovers. And again, I always say I actually love this lover's card. It is the only one that I've seen that is like just really a balance of two energies. So there is a man. He is holding the woman by her solar plexus. They are in the water. His hair is long and it's red and her hair is long and it's kind of like green, blue. She is holding her hands up above his head and there is lots of bees swarming around them. There is honey dripping off the lady and there is two mirrored images of two women just kind of flying into each other with their hands above. And then there is a gold eye and then what looks like graffiti on the walls and their reflection is coming down. So again, as I did say at the start, this is a total balance and unity of the divine masculine and divine feminine. But not only that, it is us starting to love ourselves and love every aspect mm-hmm. <clears throat> definitely bringing the balance in with the two aspects but reminding us that it does all stem from self-love because again <clears throat> somebody can tell you that you're beautiful or that you're amazing, or that you can do this, but if you don't believe it yourself, you're not going to trust what anyone else is saying. Mm-hmm. So it is bringing it to self-love and realizing the beautiful, amazing, multi-dimensional being that you are. Our mm. next. And final tarot before we move on to the oracles is the princess of pentacles. And as I did say in the reading the other day, this is one badass princess of pentacles. (laughs) (laughs) She is. I've seen her. Trust me. (laughs) She is. Isn't she, Queen? She is like standing here in a red skirt, a kind of really long kind of ballroom skirt and it has some stars on it in green and yellow she is holding her stomach and she is pregnant she is also wearing a red cape and her hair is kind of like white and she has some like kind of clown joker makeup on her And she has her hair in two plaits. And there is a pentacle and some golden designs on her, painted onto her 
chest and her stomach. Oh, yeah, the big ass baseball bat. She has a big ass baseball bat. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, oh, you didn't see me hiding behind there, hey? (laughs) It's like one of the biggest baseball bats I've ever seen in my life. And then um, there is just some roots behind her grown up into the top of this ceiling and this is leading up again to this Lord of the Rings eye which is in the wheel and there is some purple dolmen around this ceiling and some gold geometric shapes there is also the moon the dark moon so this is basically saying that we are now connecting to the earth, to the cosmos, nurturing our self, nurturing <coughs> our self-worth, our opportunities, our passions and desires, our gifts, our next steps. But we are doing that with healthy boundaries with assertiveness with again knowing our self-worth so that was the end of the tarot excuse me and keep choking I'm really sorry about that (laughs) are you there queen yes I am (laughs) <laughs> oh sorry I didn't know I, I thought the whole thing went off again like Mercury retrograde <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like last night oh my god even before we done the podcast it was just kept doing it mm-hmm. it was like no internet come back or oh my god i am so not able for technology okay so i think we're back right yeah we're back okay so our next card sorry for them technical difficulties our next card is wisdom so in this card there is a woman she is standing on top of books there is a little ladder leading up to these books and she is in a boat and this boat is just above the clouds and she is reaching up and touching the stars and we can just see the moon (laughs) and this card is number 22 (laughs) (laughs) so again this is reminding us beautiful souls that our own infinite wisdom is there for us to access Again, it is tapping into this, realizing what you need to apply from past or present or future timelines into now that can help serve you to get where you want to go and stepping into your true authentic life. So it is there, beautiful souls, for us to tap into 
it is just taking this time and I was about to say trusting and the next card is trust <laughs> <laughs> and um, in this card there is a woman and she is sitting with her knees up to her chest like cradling herself she is in like an egg but it's clear it's kind of like a protective bubble there is a duck on top of this egg and there's a nest and there's another duck just sitting in the grass um, it is nighttime and this guy is just pure blue and <clears throat> we can see the stars they actually feel like they are nearly coming down onto her as if to remind her to not only trust but that trust actually means self-trust mm -hmm. and self-assured and like safety means self sure as well it is again all boils down to our own wisdom trusting in ourself believing in ourself and then we can open up the doors to the abundance to harnessing our own power to going with the flow of the wheel and of death rebirth and transformation It is also reminding us that it is okay to take the time to put yourself in a cocoon. And the best way for you to feel safe is to feel safe in your own self, your own presence, your mm -hmm. own energy. And again, not looking outside yourself for other answers um, I just realised <clears throat> that I pulled Soul Tribe and yesterday I pulled Pillar of Light mm -hmm. so maybe I'll just say the two of them probably mm -hmm. yeah so the one that we did get yesterday was Pillar of Light it was reminding us that we are the Oracle we are the pillar of light. We are the bridge between heaven and earth. We hold all the answers we seek inside us. Reminding us again to not be given our power away. Reminding us that our angels, ancestors and guides are in awe of us. And <clears throat> that they know how hard it is in this physical body. And without them, they would, or without us, they would not have a voice. They would not be able to communicate their messages. And then the next one is Soul Tribe. So in this card, can are you there? 
Yes, I am. Sorry. <laughs> In this card, there is two women. They are sitting on a beach. There is like pink and purple below them. Flowers and sand. There is two dolphins jumping on either side. Mm -hmm. They are wearing white. And they have their head to each other also. So this is reminding us that we do not have to do it alone. Our soul tribe is there waiting to help us on our ascension. There to hold space. There to help us unlock the keys and codes. We do sign these contracts and agree to come into each other's lives when we most need it. Mm. So again, your vibe attracts your tribe and it is putting that out there, trusting and realizing that you do not have to do it alone. You are guided, loved, and protected, and supported. Mm -hmm. And not only by your soul tribe, also by your ancestors, your angels, spirit guides, and your galactic team. The next one we have is the Aquamarine Dragon from Neptune. So this is an amazing, powerful <laughs> dragon and it is helping us to access our deepest soul wisdom, our divine blueprint. Reminding us again that it is available to us to develop our abilities and trust our intuition to receive this wisdom and knowledge. So, invoking this aquamarine dragon, who also works with Archangel Marel, that helps pour this crystal white light into our bodies, helping our physical bodies to turn into our crystalline light. Mm -hmm. So calling on the amazing aquamarine dragon from Neptune. Also being beside water or if you're taking a bath, calling on this dragon. And our final card is from the Atlantis deck. And it is the Grey Crystal. And again, these cards are illustrated amazingly. The colours in them are really soft. Because that is the way the colours were in Atlantis. Mm -hmm. um, there is a high priest. He is standing in. It looks like. I want to say the temple of Poseidon. For mm. some reason that's coming into my head. <clears throat> or maybe he is just in one of the healing chambers. Mm. For programming the crystals. Um, below his feet, it is like just a burnt, kind of really soft orange. 
There is a big crystal behind him. He's wearing a purple tunic and a purple cape. His hair is blonde and it's long. He is holding his two hands up and there is some pillars behind him. So a vast quartz crystal of pure source energy graced the temple of Poseidon and created a intergalactic portal. It was also the central power generator providing pure and safe energy as the mainframe computer for Atlantis, it powered a high-frequency internet service. The Grey Crystal now lies in the centre of the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> Direct your power. This card suggests that you look at the source of your inner power. Do not underestimate yourself. Every thought, word and action radiates an energy that affects others and draws situations and people to you. Make sure your aim is for the highest good. Great currents of energy will emanate from you, enabling you to be a power generator to help the world. Use your power for the highest good. So, what an amazing... Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, Queen. I just noticed that um, it said the Temple of Poseidon. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. No wonder so I was feeling the Temple of Poseidon. Exactly. It's like, oh, there, there it is. Oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So that kind of summed up what I was trying to say in the last half an hour or whatever that was in them cards. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for yours, Queen. Them Akashic Tarot are just beautiful. The imagery on them is so deep for activating mm -hmm. you're it's wrong. just like you, you can't escape it you look at it and you're like oh that's pretty oh wait oh 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it is it's just they are amazing really well, thank you so much for joining me queen and I can't wait for our next one we are thinking of I've been drawn to the seven hermetic principles of the Kabbalion. Mm -hmm. And what one were you drawn to again, Queen? I was drawn to the Emerald Tablets of Thoth. Mm -hmm. Amazing. So we, I can't wait for that one, Queen. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. But we are sending you all an abundance of love and light, beautiful souls. Remember to go and check my beautiful soul queen out. And if you would like to discuss a topic or share a story, remember you can catch me through Cosmic Angel 555 on Anchor, Instagram, Facebook or YouTube. Thank you. Love and light, beautiful souls. <laughs> Namaste. Namaste.